0: one just an open Poetry night night rings through. Oh (laughs) (laughs) And she loved her shoes. Always watch the shoes. Ladies and gentlemen, Imani Sims. What's up, Bellingham? Woo! It feels so good to be here. Um, I'm one of those poets that uh, works to uh, press against the edges of what you feel your truth is. So, um, feel free to take care of yourself. As I do my set, I talk a lot about my vagina, I talk a lot about some violence that's happened in my life, I talk a lot about sexy things, <laughs> I talk a lot about being black. So. Take care of yourself, please. I invite you um, to take care of yourself as I do this. Um, And I always open the space with this poem because um, this is kind of like my incantation. So roll with me. Listening is like static. Black and white fuzz. Blurred particles behind eyes, glassy with opinion. They spell out confusion. Sounded silence wearing between temples. Black pushing against white. Tarried words snowing the banks of parted lips. Narration confronting your world. And like color, listening is never quite real. Ever tainted by inner screamings Your worldview old-mouthed, bowed corners Knocking ribs out of place until social patterns enshroud our differences Hurl me into what I'm becoming Becoming I'd be like milky-eyed oracle wisdom foretelling next rumble Rolling revelation round vowel sounds Until they drip from tongue-spit poems like rainfall I dampen the dry places, move dust to mud and keep coming Be coming, call me oracle, bitch because my song sounds like your pit bull I rip sacred texts to shreds and bark out actions Never let the familiar trump mystery by placing boundaries around perspective I beat against walls until fists are bloodied insane with the thought of change And I know listening takes courage Just like it takes blood and fire to speak. But I be coming if you're listening. So, um, I've been playing with this idea and fluidity of poetry. Everyone, typically, when you create poetry, you create a title, right? And then underneath the title is the poem. So what I've been doing is taking shorter poems and grouping them together into, like, this one long poem. So come with me, buckle up on this ride. Um, This is one very long (laughs) poem. (laughs) On eating and night skies... She is neither popped sickle nor grape flavored jam. She is this almost black purple with tiny holes to let the light in. Breakfast plate, she is flaked. Not buttery biscuits melt in your mouth flaked, but cracked and dry dehydrated fruit when all you want is watermelon flaked. That moment, you eat it anyway. Repetitious movements, they call it survived. Vain-eyed blues, Ralph Ellison wrote an entire novel about invisibility. She's beginning to understand the glass. Ghosts always return, so her ribs keep cracking beneath the pressure. She has become hag. Worn monster riding clocks tick rhythm like reggae sweat and matted hair beneath head wrap dance until bones shake loose dance until you forget red is oxen degenerated excuse for weakness dance your history present the named my father used to tell me not to allow people to mispronounce my name it is disrespectful he'd say how hard is it pro- to pronounce an e? I would stare back at him, too meek to speak up and carry that silence as countless white faces replace my E with an uh, making me into something I'm not. Shaping my person after the dysfunction of their mouths, I believed them. Tore down the sanctity of my name in honor of keeping silent. Never quite brave enough to speak up. Never quite brave enough to force the retwisting of mouth. I would instead stuff myself behind their molars, chewed. I think this is why I dislike gum. I have never enjoyed the smell of saliva and sweat and skin. My name has never fit in the hollowed out caverns of whiteness but somehow I find myself wedged there unable to get out, held under the guise that this this is how I code switch, give up my power and let them shape me after razored edge comprehension of my heritage. I stand there shredded and begging for the misses, missing pieces only to have them say, hey, the garbage man, he came yesterday and uh, you uh you, my dear, are two decades too late. You'll never retrieve those pieces without war. You are the stolen, borrowed memory of your ancestors, and only bloodshed will render the edges of our jawbones surrendered on eating in another language. Do not swallow my toes after chewing me pulp. Spread me on your favorite toast, savor, and then rechew. Blood sugar, inspired by Kara Walker's subtleties without having smelled iron sweet wet she cannot decide if chemistry extracting whiteness can shade back black lost limbs and steel teeth hungry for sweated skin see dark girls aging flesh not yet declared dead questions after seeing white is the new black T-shirt in light of Trayvon, Michael, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One. Will the cops begin to unjustly murder white men, women and children? Two. If black is old, what happens when the white begins to turn gray? Three. Are whites easily replaced? Commodity or product four. Can black then be considered outdated and elevated to vintage? valued? Commodity. Product Five. What happens to the other colors? Six: Were they ever in the running? Pavements, bullets, or bloodshed After the images and tear gas Don't shoot, hashtag Ferguson She can smell blood thickening On slow burn, stuck simmer Someone else's back coil electric She can taste their anger It is vanilla sweet scent bitter Without sugar, distilled unrest She can see innocence And bullets and blackness She can hear popped pressure, smoke released. Heartbeats become thunder, rolling in rain, gassed eyes exposed. She can feel metal cocked tire skid, sutured truth, force fed. Please don't shoot. Bottle labeled, drink me. She has decided not to eat the forbidden worm at the bottom of the... Tequila bottle. Instead, she will dance against sugar-coated floors and remember what wild looks like untamed. Thank you. All right, take a breath with me. We're done with that long-ass poem. <sighs> Um, so this next piece, I, um, actually just got published in Adrian, which is, um, a queer women's collection that Sibling Rivalry Press has started publishing. And so I'm super excited to be on, like, an official press. I was like, oh shit, that's so fucking exciting. <laughs> um, so this piece was, um, published for them. It's called Inatiodromia. Syllabification, pronunciation, noun, rare, the tendency of things to change into their opposites, especially as a supposed governing principle of natural cycles and of psychological development. She remembers the moment girl parts became unsafe. Her body, too much allure, not enough daughter, tits make life unsafe. So she stopped wearing makeup. Traded in heels for Chuck Taylors and a flannel button-up Began to question soul's choice to show up cunt, tits, silence When men stare, honk, shout at her She's a woman, and that means power is less inclined to know her name, address, phone number Printed neatly on resume She has known this long enough to stop delusional grandeur A special kind of poison So she considers ways to exploit her privilege One, begin to sleep with men for money it works. 2. Muddle gender and skinny jeans and oversized shirts. 3. Stop looking at women that way. Tuck it safe. 4. Go back to church. Black women always find Jesus. 5. declare yourself developed. Denial of self is prophecy. prophecy. That then is inevitable. So uh, this is my most recent collection, I like, I have a thing that the process of getting a manuscript published when you're a poet is like lots of bullshit. It is lots and lots of bullshit so I just published my own shit because <laughs> it's faster that way um, so this is a self-published collection and a friend of mine a really good friend of mine did the cover art which I fully appreciate and love her for um, so the next set of poems will come out of my latest collection called Beloved Collision um, and I called it Beloved Collision because um, in the book you'll notice that there are uh, colons in between each title. So the poem kind of has a dual meaning. It is some sort of collision in one way or another. Uh, this is called The Forbidden, A Word. I wonder what magic will discover me while covered in the shades of deep blue innocence and busty red panties. Cunt. How many times will a clipped nail finger graze my inner thigh, suggest bathroom, slip, dip, and forget names, cunt? How long until she remembers I'm only fem if she likes it, but will never submit wholly unto aggression, cunt? I wonder if stop will cross the pillow softness of lips instead of liquor sweet sweat on borrowed bedsheets, cunt. Will the subtle nuance of my goddess, cunt, swallow her whole and then spit out her bones of desire? untouched i wonder um this hmm yeah i i won't do that anyway this is <laughs> called menu item entree upon reaching the decision to make light of a terrible situation I wondered how many people considered themselves lucky when labeled survivor. Is it really a matter of luck? Or female bodies compressed into long sausage casings to add to the wig spaghetti and little bits smeared onto the apron of a mistress? Are bodies ever thought to be more than parsley from the evening's garlic bread caught in pearly white teeth or dried sips of Chianti on a bottom lip? How can a body be nothing more than food for aggressive, entitled hands and dry mouths of want. It's funny how next time she said it would be different. She said I would be less pasta and more whipped banana pudding on spatula stick, less red and more yellowish gold because she, she considered me royal. Okay. So, um, I have taken the civil liberties um, and named my vagina. <laughs> I feel like she is a person all unto herself, so she deserves the name, and her name is Patricia. So <laughs> I'm going to share that with you before I read this poem. It will make a lot more sense now that you know that way too much information about me and my vagina. I'm telling you, man, she's that bitch I'm saying. She's cracking. <laughs> This is uh, Therapy Notes, Session 3, as relayed by my cunt. Patricia has forgotten she is soft tissue and want. She no longer finds hands holy enough to explore delicate flesh marked survived, or lips honest enough to open and encircle. She has given up one day white dress and kids because she knows love has never run that deep and the woman's dream only falls on brave feet and see Patricia, she has never been particularly courageous. She has always hunched shoulder-hid behind the threat of victim and self-harms lonely, the only place safety remembered how to cradle her hole again. Patricia hates collecting fragments. She always knows when a break is close to shatter and who will deliver the breaking blow. She is intuitive that way. She knows. See, Patricia has always been shown. So she's learning to show up and out, stretch, and forget the rest. Thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mommy, there's a clock in front of you, too. Oh! thank you that is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens I like get on stage and forget that everything else is going on around me like the world keeps ticking as you stand at the mic and do poetry it happens <laughs> this piece um, does everyone, anyone ever remember the game called Red Rover Red Rover okay awesome so this piece is called Red Rover Slick relationships do not cause pain or unhappiness they bring out the pain and unhappiness that is already in you, Eckhart Tolle. Slip me out of this oil and water skin, glisten me surrender and sage all purified body holy spectacle and brown skinned light. I wonder what it would be like to shuffle myself beneath the warmth of someone who knows themselves so well I do not get lost amongst their blood and teeth and grit mouth spit. I wonder what would be like to Red Rover, Red Rover, send my reflection right over. Like playground bark misplaced at recess, infinity in chest. I wonder what would happen if there were no wonder, just lips and appreciation and witness against oil-stained glass. I wonder if glass can seem like water and float the sticky sheen of promise to the surface. Okay. how to truncate your lover's insecurities tell her that she is your sky listen listen when she hurls insecurity into the container you all have built see containers can be intimidating so wait until she is ready to bend around the edges and fling herself in tell her every being has the strength to be loved Listen when she wonders if her strength feeds the knotted root of her cynicism. I suppose that all roots are knotted, so what is it to say that cynical ones are less important? They still grow. Tell her you can tap into heartbeat and predict the skip. Listen when she allows this to happen. Surrender is what wonder is made of, all whole-bodied vulnerable against canvas of muscle and skin. I'm going to end with these two pieces. Um, This first piece I wrote while um, house hunting in Seattle. And I escaped from Seattle briefly (laughs) from like 2003 to 2007 and then I've been like fighting to get out ever since then. Um, and so I decided to recently like move out of a house that I live with, with my brother and I was like, I'm going to go find an apartment and I'm going to be like adult like and pay rent and things. And, uh, then I discovered it's hella expensive to live by yourself. Oh my God. I was like, oh, this hurts. This, I work to pay my rent. That's what I do. Okay. Great. Nine to five. Go to work every day, money. Eat chocolate on your break and then work to pay your rent. <sighs> it's just, I can't. I don't like it. Anyway. This piece is a reflection of me trying to escape Seattle for the past seven years. (laughs) Almost eight. I call it off to see the wizard. Looking for an apartment in Seattle has left me wondering if I should call this place a little less Dorothy and click my heels together for the sake of shiny shoes and ruby. home has always been scared of crows and filled with lion manes that shed their insecurities onto my golden brick heart. Called it bleeding. Called it save ho tendencies because I was always taking strays home. Naming them Toto and introducing them to the wizard. The wizard's name is Patricia. <laughs> she has teeth. Went looking for ways around poppy fields and sleep. Found more broken and red leather than I bargained for. Tears were the only thing that could wash me clean. Cleanliness is of the highest concern these days. These nights because I chose not to get involved with an obsessive compulsive tin man looking for her her heart. She always watches the tick, tick, tick and shines, hoping the clock will never talk because that would mean she's got minutes to live and not enough tasks to fill it in. Fillers have always been my thing. Perhaps it's my affinity towards drowning. A collapsed lung A blue plaid dress Shifted lavender Rubies that turn to silver And shoes too small For size 10 heels And a golden heart labeled brick Time to make a decision Click, click, click And uh, I will end with five things That you probably would never want to know about me But I'm going to tell you them anyway This is called Five Things I Am Almost Too Embarrassed to Admit. One, I gave up on Prince Charming the Dragon, the Good Witch, her wand, and the home long before I gave up on love. There is no land, no fairy tale, No myth large enough to hold my story. Two, I have only ever loved two women long enough to cradle them and hard enough for them to break my heart, though I'll never be the same. After carving space in my heart for them, I know the same is true of fallen tree and a canoe. Three, I fart in bed. When no one else is there, blankets pulled all the way up to chin because this is the only place I stop worrying, shake the improbable tails I spin and rest in the reaction of milk and cheese combined with macaroni on my body. Here I do not apologize for the things my body wants, I only have to indulge. I eat red vines in the same bed that I fart in when I can't sleep. Because the twisted red lines remind me of unpredictable turns in life's journey and I can devour those hard roads without too much thought. Five. I never forget to check out. As it has always been easier to escape rather than to stay. Thank you.